Welcome to the Florida Versus Podcast. You know, I got one for you. Holy cow! It's the weekend, Floridians. Thanks again for joining me today on Florida Versus. Happy Friday, everybody. I hope it's been a good week for you and it's going to be a better weekend. And I can't think of anything better than my guest today. She is the pride of Edmond, Oklahoma, Rachel Deutsch, yoga instructor, actor, Vintage clothing connoisseur. We get into Edmond, Oklahoma. We talk about Oklahoma City. We talk about Edna's classic dive bar. We talk about uh, <laughs> Oklahoma's state vegetable, which is the watermelon. Uh, oddly enough, look it up. We, talk, we have some therapy talk. Then we uh, talk about Thunder basketball and what the industry is in Oklahoma City. Spoiler alert, it's energy. Chesapeake energy. So, you know, if you need a boost, you need a charge up, drive on into Oklahoma City. Uh, Another fun thing that she mentions is the fact that Oklahoma is one of those places that is obviously landlocked, if you looked at a map. But everybody loves to go to their lakes, enjoys the lakes. And Jeff Bezos, this may be old news, this is old news, but Jeff Bezos just purchased a 500 million dollar yacht and it's so big that it needs a side yacht it needs a second boat i guess to stabilize it and it's like who gets to ride in that boat what is that boat that boat is like the little shot of beer that you get if you order a bloody mary at some places or it's it's like a companion sandwich almost like hey you know i'm going through mcdonald's drive-thru and i i got a big mac but I want you know, I don't really want fries, so I get like a companion sandwich, and the companion sandwich is like the McChicken. The McChicken is the most companion-y sandwich. Who ever? It's like it's only a complimentary sandwich. It's to remind you that there are better items. <laughs> uh, yeah, who it, it it's got like a it's almost like Jeff Bezos's yacht having a second yacht. It's like a kickstand for your yacht or it's a sidecar where like you know robin can ride in on the way to solve crimes well on the way to this podcast we chat about a lot of things me and rachel deutsch i hope you enjoy it and to jeff bezos you know let me ride in the side yacht okay let me steer it i got no problem with that it actually it might be like how somebody needs to steer the back of a fire truck oh Well, that's a fun job. All right, I'm on the market for a job. Jeff, hit me up. And listeners, listen up to me and Rachel Deutsch. Here you go. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, boy, don't get jealous. Rachel Deutsch. Not a lot rhymes with Deutsch. Or Rachel. 
Not a lot rhymes with Deutsch, <laughs> but a rose by any other name would smell as sweet today on the podcast. Actor, yoga instructor extraordinaire, Zoom professional with her own studio straight out of Edmond, Oklahoma, the suburb of OKC. You've heard her name. You've heard her giggle. Now listen to her talk. Rachel Deutsch. Hi. Hi. It's so funny that I'm not on the other side of the wall from you. I <laughs> yeah, first things first, Rachel and I are neighbors. Get the cat out of the bag now. It has to be <laughs> <laughs> We're neighbors, and uh, I don't think you've ever heard, I mean, you've never admitted to, like, hearing me, or no, maybe you have. Have you heard me, like, yell or sing or cry or I don't know what? Um, yeah, I've heard it. I'm sure you've heard me yell and sing and cry. I mean, <laughs> I can sometimes hear the podcast when you're really excited or you're watching a soccer game. I don't know. Oh my God. <laughs> sometimes it's just when I'm walking by your door, me and my boyfriend Ishmael, who I live with, will be like, oh, Peter's yelling. We're like, yeah, something's happening. <laughs> <laughs> something's like, yeah, it's either me doing a Zoom comedy show ugh, or watching a soccer match. Or, or I'm just, your grandma? I'm just <laughs> yeah, and that's a lot of yelling. Yeah, I'm just yelling at my grandma. <laughs> well, um, uh, a friendly neighbor, Rachel, we'll get into that in a little bit. But uh, up top, let's talk about plugs. Rachel, is there anything you want to drive listeners to uh, check out and on the internet or in real life? Or what would you like to plug? Plugs up top. Yeah, it's, I like that it's up top. Um, it's just my Instagram. It's just that. Like I, I post, I do so many different things and I'm, I'm around a lot doing those things. I teach yoga. I'm an actor. Put me in your stuff. Yeah. I, I sell clothes around town. So uh, yeah, Rachel E. Deutsch. That's the Instagram. Sometimes the E gets left out. Can't forget about it. Rachel <laughs> E. Deutsch. Rachel E. Deutsch and the E is for entertainment. Uh, mm -hmm. Thousand percent. Uh, I will, how do you spell Deutsch? D-E-U-T-S-C-H means German and German. Deutsch means German. That's right. It's Deutschland. Yeah. I, yeah. So Rachel, <laughs> the German. Mm -hmm. What does the E really stand for other than entertainment? Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Everybody's middle name. Elizabeth. Oh but my it's gosh. Because cool yeah. it's R-E-D. Red. Red. Yeah. Is that your favorite color? No. It's not. Do you have what's your favorite color? I like yellow. Yellow is my favorite color. Now that's I've always liked yellow. That's fascinating. Is there is there a reason behind it? Because because I used to have a yellow painting in my bedroom when I lived in Florida, <laughs> and it made me so anxious. Like just the color yellow, it just makes me soup made me super anxious. And I read somewhere that it's supposed to make you like very anxious. Wow, and I'm a really like, anxious huh. person. Like so, I'm glad to know this. <laughs> That makes sense. Uh, and you like yellow because what? You like? I just so I have an exact day in middle school. I had this giant yellow, like bright yellow tote purse bag from um, Target, and okay. it was very like not in style. It wouldn't be in style now. Um, but I, it was bright yellow, and I remember going to my best friend at the time, being like, "My favorite color is yellow." I just decided right now for the rest of my life, and it and it still is. I've never changed since that exact bag and that moment. I was just like, "This makes me so happy." I got to be this person. Yeah. Uh, I want to go back to plugs in a second, but yeah. I will say that I had a teacher that explained to me exactly what you're saying. Uh, she must've been a middle school or high school teacher. 
I for, I forget exactly what her name was, but she she basically said it's such an American thing to have a favorite color. And she was trying to explain, <laughs> she was trying to give us like a bigger worldview other than yeah. Florida, because she, you know, she had traveled, she had lived a life. And she said, you As know, all you... middle school teachers have. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So she said in Europe, they don't have, you know, kids growing up, they don't have a favorite color. They have a favorite color thing. So, you know, for instance, uh, Florida Peter, his favorite color is blue. But Peter, but European grown Peter, he would say, oh, well, my favorite color car is silver and my favorite color bench is green, you know, like different, they would associate different things with different colors, you know what I mean? Yeah. It makes you subscribe me, to that. What do you think? Well, not that I'm really questioning your um, middle school teacher because I'm sure she's like absolutely amazing. <laughs> yeah. But it makes me like want to go to Europe and or mm. another country and ask every single person I see what their favorite color is. Yes. <laughs> and like, because I bet they would be like green. <laughs> oh, you want <laughs> you want to test this theory? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah, I think you'd be surprised. I think they would say favorite color what? Favorite color lamp? Green. You know, favorite color. Uh, you know, favorite color ball, white, black. I don't know. Yeah, it makes me feel that Americans are boring, that we just like have, we have, we can't do, we can't talk about big things or else we'll argue. So we just have to like have simple answers for things. Like, we, I like red cars. <laughs> <laughs> I like red, I like everything red. Everything in my life is red. Everything. <laughs> I, I know a, so speaking of everything, I know a guy that was in the Blue Man group and he is shock. He is shockingly normal, mm. like incredibly normal. But uh, but there's a suspicion. And let me tell you. Let me ask you this: You meet a normal person or pe person that assumes acts normal, and this isn't your first time meeting them. Like you become friends, and yeah. they're like normal. They don't have any weird quirks. Do you kind of think they're like hiding something? Like the act is them acting normal, you know? Well, I think is the act that they're secretly in the Blue Man Crew. That they're secretly weird because look at someone in the blue man group anybody right. that's ever been in the blue man group it's like all right they're a little weird they're a little off like and that's cool and they're you know they're quirky in their own way <laughs> but this guy he's just running the mill normal white bread got a family uh yeah. young family cool guy and, and very normal very average I, okay so i think we are all acting normal because i think everybody's pretty weird but my question about that guy specifically would be like does he tap his knee or hands when he's in conversation with me? Because then I would hate it. But if he oh. doesn't, he's fine with me. Like, is he like on the desk, like drumming or like tap or shaking his knee constantly? <laughs> Acting like a that, blue man? <laughs> yeah, that is not cool. Yeah. I just think, I just think if, I'm, here's my thing. If you're in the blue man group, I think that you've got something crazy going on. You've got like a wild <laughs> sex addiction. You've got to like drive cars as fast as possible. You know, you, you're a thrill seeker. Maybe mm. like everything in your apartment is like uh, monochromatic, not necessarily blue, but like, you know, your, yeah. your apartment looks like a Billie Eilish outfit. It's like all <laughs> one color. See, I think that about people who like, work in engineering like i'm like you gotta have something really weird about you if you're just like a or like if you're like a business human i don't know that's True. how my mind goes i'm like what's your what's your kink like what's your problem you gotta have something exactly or when i need a person i need a person they don't have enemies mm. i have a problem like e like i have enemies who are your enemies so when I, oh I, you like <laughs> <laughs> 
you know, uh, you know, I actually think I had a dream about me saying that to you. I'm not joking. Who are your enemies? About yeah, your enemies? like or about talking about my enemies. Um, but <laughs> no, you're, one of your enemies <laughs> is a, a neighbor of ours. Is that what you're saying? A neighbor of ours? No, but just people in my life. Like oh. if you, if I, like I met this guy recently from Oklahoma. Nice. I just went to Mexico with him. He's a freaking rock star. He's doing cool. a concert here in like a month, and it's like cool. Of course, I'll be at a concert. But yeah, I met I'd him for one day. Too. No, yeah definitely he <laughs> nicest guy ever so yeah. cool and I go upstairs and I was telling my best friend and ish uh on the trip I was like I don't get this guy he seems yeah. too nice what right. where's his enemies I gotta know his enemies it, mm. I can't believe he is this cool of a person like what's his trauma but I wanted to know that within one day of meeting him uh See, now I yeah. <laughs> he's great great person but you gotta have enemies did you bond over that trip I had a great time with him he bought yeah. me a shirt nicest guy ever and oh, he, wow. he he totally won me over as i mean won me over from the second and i i do believe that he has some darkness you know have you being my neighbor for over a year do you think <laughs> you, fig, you figured me out um i hope you have enemies i think you do <laughs> uh if i i mean what's an example of an enemy like i bet yeah, I mean, ex-girlfriends. Like somebody you used to talk, yeah, ex-girlfriend. Like somebody you used to talk to that you don't talk to anymore. Friend, girlfriend, parent, sister. <laughs> like any, like that's an enemy. You know, I'd like to mention, I, I, I wish I had a, a like main enemy. Like my, like, <laughs> like, like I'm the Joker and this person I would name is Batman or vice versa. Right. Uh, I think life's no. more complicated than that, though. I think you're going to have many over. I will hope. That's what I'm going to say to my children immediately. I hope oh. you have many falling outs with me. Really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm sure there's, you know, ex-girlfriend or whoever, you, you know, that you just don't connect with anymore. I'll say this. I'll say this. And hmm, I want you to tell me one of your enemies, which is why <laughs> I'm definitely going to tell you one of my enemies right now. <laughs> okay, well. Uh, before... Uh, and then we'll talk about the clothing, your depop, and then we'll talk, uh, talk Edmond, Oklahoma. There's this kid and like, he was, he seemed nice. His name is, was Dan and we, we were in class together, but he was essentially my type. Like, like he had the same skin color as me, same hair color, same eye color. And he was very talented. And in my head, I was like, all right, well, that's my competition because it would be with an audition. You know what I mean? Like, you know, sometimes you sit in this, uh, these audition rooms and you'll see different, ver you know, different versions of yourself, 20 pounds lighter, 20 pounds heavier, it's long so intimidating. Hair, short hair. It's so hard. Yeah. It's interesting, yeah. right? Yeah. Like uh, more put together, sloppy, you know, and these are all three or four people in the, you know, in a eight by 10 room you know all to get all together and we should we should really be starting like a partridge family type tv show not competing against each other right uh right. but anyhow dan was in this groundlings class and that's how the groundlings think it's like it's ultra competitive and i made it in my head that i had to be better than him every mm. at in every class in every performance in every every step of the way i had to be better than him and he was like a generally nice guy but he i they think they always he, are right he was like generally nice but like he, he wouldn't say anything like, like he, he, he wouldn't really open up, you know what I mean? So I didn't really know him. I knew him for a, a few years, but I didn't really know him. And he moved to Chicago and I was like, dude, I'm legit happy for you. I'm excited for you. Cause part of part of me was like, man, I wish I had discovered Chicago before I moved to LA 
but this guy is like able to go to Chicago, whatever. And then Cigarette was like, oh man, I, I guess I won. I won that battle. <laughs> I won that battle. But it, he's he'd moved back, and in years past, he had um, he got mad at me because uh, we played this game at his birthday. It was on the ice. Is that Pickwick? Oh wait, so you were close enough with your enemy in your mind to be invited to his birthday? He invited me to you his birthday. Right, we were on an improv team together, and even after the team dissolved, he invited me to a few of his birthdays. But he invited me to this one birthday. And then he was mad at me because I, I scored a really good goal when we were playing like broom ball. Have you ever, have you ever heard of that? I think I get it, but. <laughs> so basically everybody has a broom. There's a, there's a ball, but you're playing on the ice and the ice is not Zamboni. So everyone's kind of walking around sliding. And he was upset at, with me because I was not trying to steal the spotlight because I understood it was his birthday. But yeah, he was upset. Birthday. He was upset that I scored a, a really good goal. And I was like, whatever, you're my enemy. Well, how did he <laughs> <laughs> it was like, like, Peter, I'm mad at you. Yeah. Uh, the language, the, the words he was saying weren't any, weren't shocking. It was like, wow, you really scored a great goal out there. Everybody saw it. And they patted me on the back really hard. And I looked at his face and he was angry, but he didn't want to be angry on his birthday. Yeah. And, you know, he wanted to steal the show. Uh, so yeah. yeah, so that was kind of like a made-up enemy in my mind, or someone I would compete against. Here's the thing about enemies: they're always about you, like mm. like your your. It was about you feeling something towards this other person, and sometimes enemies are that person feeling something about themselves towards you. Right, right. And it's just like maybe it's just not not like basically like I've got I've definitely gotten um. Tell me about like, an enemy. Uh, like I love to argue. It's it's in my blood. <laughs> it's in my life, and so. I'll definitely be like drunk and arguing with somebody. And my, my biggest, my saddest enemy was a friend of mine that I literally knew since I was four. Wow. And they were coming to visit me in New York City when I lived there. And then we got in like a drunk fight and they've never spoken to me since. Definitely See, probably my fault, but like it sucked. Like I like apologized and I'm like, yeah, I did a shitty thing. You know, like we have to be enemies forever, I guess. And then we've seen each other at a wedding since. The girl wow. didn't talk to me at all. And it's just like, okay, fine. I guess I'm just a human who has enemies. You know, I just, you drunk yell at somebody and they're like, I'm good. I'm done. You know, you know, what's fascinating is I think there is, there are with that is there are multiple levels of friendship, but there is really only two shades of friendship. Like you're truly friends with somebody or you're, you're, you know them. And mm -hmm. like, if you're, if you're truly friends with somebody, then your friendship will outlast an argument. Mm. will outlast one argument will outlast one drunken you know screaming right. match where i and this is a lesson i just learned i learned recently because i used to be so sensitive like oh, i don't want anyone to be mad at me i don't want to have any enemies i don't want you know but then right. i wasn't really expressing my opinions mm. yeah so i oh man that's so difficult to be there you know with what that i friend for you yeah, I've learned a lot in therapy since that moment in the last like five, six years or just, uh -huh. you know, in general, what I work on is like, I am a, I have good intentions as a person. Right. Like when I talk to people, like oh. I'm not, I'm not going into things being like, I'm going to be angry at the world. And it's like, if my intentions and my intentions to express my opinion are good and mm. I'm not trying to like, you know, support Trump, then I'm a good person. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like I, you know, just who am I is good. Ultimately. I think this is the thing where most people, I, I agree with you completely, but I think 
the thing that most people get confused about when they say uh, idioms such as like time heals all. Well, mm-hmm. if you don't talk to somebody for a long time, then it seems like whatever you're fighting about was silly. Mm. Or, but if you truly know them, then you have that fight and the time that you make up is significant, is like, is much sooner because you are true friends and like no one argument should be able to break up two true friends. Yeah. This is no a matter what. play right, right now. You are, you are writing a, a master. Like that's, I totally agree. And right? you know, people, people know, you know, and I think it's like that, I think a benefit of relationship, like a partnership, even like, when like if I ever see a couple and they've never fought I'm like are you kidding me like I, I that's crazy to me like right. you have, like and I think that's what's I think good about you know parents you fight with your parents you fight with your boyfriend girlfriend you know or whoever you you right. get siblings and it's like why can't friendships be in a similar realm I I once did you, you tell me where where my moral compass was on or off uh, <laughs> in this story I may have told it before but uh it, it bears repeating So I was living in Orlando and this was the day that I dropped out of college. I decided I was finished with college. Right. And I was hanging out with some kids that went to a different university than me. And I was like, you know what? Like it was that day. This is a part of a different story, but I was like, you know what? I traded it, traded in my books for beer money middle of the semester. And I was going to stay in like speech, speech writing class. And I did. And I'm glad Mm -hmm. I finished that. Uh, but that night we went out to go see uh, Wolverine or, or an X-Men movie or something like that. And it was my first time ever smoking weed. Mm. And so it was me, my buddy, Sean, his friend, who I don't remember his name, Sean's girlfriend, his, and then the other guy's girlfriend as well, who was visiting in town. And so we went, we saw the movie, we all got high. We saw the movie, we went to dinner, we had drinks and stuff. And then my car was parked at their place. And because Sean and this other kid lived together and the girlfriend was visiting and Sean's girlfriend lived there and she was, they were a great couple. Uh, But this other guy and his girlfriend, I didn't get why they were together. So anyhow, they were like, Hey, why don't you want, you know, just come and chill. We're going to keep drinking. We're going to invite some other people over. So they invite some more of their friends. It's a long night. And I was like, I must've been like 21 maybe. And basically this kid, I think his name was Nick, just for the sake of the story, I'll call him Nick. Nick goes to sleep, but his girlfriend decided to keep drinking. And so we, and this, at this point, it was a house party with like 10, 12 people. So me and this girl end up hooking up. Nick's girlfriend, mm. Nick's girlfriend and I end up hooking up. And Were you still high? Uh, I knew exactly what I was doing. <laughs> okay, okay. That's, that seemed important, I mean, to the story, because it was your first time smoking me. Also, based on the fact that it was my first time, I don't even think I was really high. Right, right, right. You know, so so Nick is one wall away from me and his girlfriend hooking up. I won't go into the details of that. I'll, I'll let you I'll let her tell that story, that part of the story. <laughs> but we hooked up and the next day I came over and I told Nick to his face. Because I thought, all right, you thought also they were in a long distance relationship. He assumed some things about her, about her being unfaithful to potentially. And I was like, I came into the conversation and it went all different sort of directions, but it was mostly calm. But I went into the conversation thinking, well, here's proof. 
me. I'm standing right in front of you. Your girlfriend's cheating on you. And I guess in my head, I was like, well, this is the proof for you. Um, I, I was, I wasn't doing for it for that intention. It just sort of happened. Like it just like this situation fell into my lap and it was something that she more pursued than me, though I'm just as guilty as her. And then Nick was so pissed. I left it. Like he asked me to leave basically because, uh, he like, he was just so angry with me. And I was like, I was like, dude, like, you know, why torture yourself? You're dating this girl long distance. Mm. She just cheated on you, you know, 10 feet away, much less, you know, she's in Ohio, you're in Florida. What do you think about that? I think the like turning point is when you come and tell him like, that's a big moment. And did he, was he in disbelief or was he on your side? Or was he mad at you? Was he mad at her? Was he just like, whatever? He, he was in complete disbelief. He was he, like, uh. he was like on his tablet or his computer or whatever, uh, working on a project. And I was just telling him and he was like, no way. And I'm like, yeah, dude, I'm serious. I'm like, I'm being hundred percent serious with you. <laughs> I hooked up, I hooked up with your girlfriend, uh, 10 feet away from you while you you were sleeping last night. I didn't say it jokingly. It wasn't funny. I, 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 did I think I was doing him a favor? No, but the closer I got to the, the further away I got, got from the hookup to the closer I got to the conversation, the more I thought, Hey, I've got to tell this guy if he's going to be my friend. Well, you had some sort of guilt or some sort of like, I have to come forward, which I find very yeah, I like that actually. I don't think that makes me a good friend, but I think <laughs> I think when you're 20, 21 and you've got a right. girlfriend that might be cheating on you, you'd like to know. And you're like, right? I got proof. It's me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. And and since then, dudes have been hiring me nonstop to like try to and just come and through. Hook, yeah. Come through, hook up the right with their girlfriends. <laughs> you think I did the right I don't thing? like secrets. I don't like secrets. And I, I like secrets. that you were just like, here's the truth. This is it. Like when, like, I, I, I like having enemies. I don't like having secrets. No secrets for me. True. I'm bad at, yeah. So I like One that. thing that should not be kept secret, your Depop, right? Is it called Depop? Okay. So Depop is like where um, people sell clothes, basically, which is like, right. like vintage, which I'm not like, I like Depop, but I sell like in person too. And that's oh. really, really fun. I sold at Silver Lake Flea yesterday. Nice. Most fun I've ever had in my life. Are you going to uh, continue to do that? I am. I have another sale on June 6th. Okay. Silver Lake Flea. It's such a big fun party. Um, like you just get to work for yourself. And I had my dog there, my adorable Husky. And basically all day I was like, it's her store. I'm just <laughs> the employee. And then people bought stuff for me just because of my dog and because of my impeccable style, but mostly because of the dog. That's so great. cute. That's so fun. That's yeah, fantastic. She worked and- really hard. <laughs> <laughs> and for people in Los Angeles, they can come out to you to check you out at the Silver Lake Flea. Uh, June sixth. Where's that located? It's uh, okay. It's like by Echo Park, and mm-hmm. the, the place is it's the French restaurant that's not Taxi T A I X. Oh yes, like I see. That that's where it's located in that parking lot well, on lovely. that Sunday. It's so fun. <clears throat> well, fantastic. That's fun. I can't wait for people to check that out and then be linked through your Instagram. <clears throat> All right, Rachel Deutsch, you are from mm-hmm. Edmond, Oklahoma. So Rachel, yeah. Rachel, tell me about your hometown. Okay. Okay. I got a lot to say. <laughs> Please. It's hard because I'm sure a lot of people feel this way. Uh, I haven't lived there since I was 18. Okay. So it's like, I have the idea of it growing up in it. 
And then now since I've been back and a part of that is like some of my best friends to this world still live there. Like I just went on a giant trip with them last weekend, which is, we all went to Mexico, which is crazy because it's like, I'm still so close with people I grew up with, right. yet I grew up really being a hater on my hometown and just <laughs> <laughs> well, but what's the people there to hate? are so yeah. good. Yeah. Sure. So- I mean, yeah, the people are good. And you know, the thing that I've learned about this podcast is that there's no wrong or right about your hometown. It's just, right. you know, what influenced you growing up, what you were a product of and, you know, your memories. And, you know, you can't say that your memories are wrong. It's just how you remember it, how you're shaped. Peter, this is therapy. Do you need to charge me for this? Um, <laughs> uh, so <laughs> <I> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So tell me, tell me, tell me about yeah. what you hate about it. <laughs> well, my favorite way, my positive thing about it, what I always love to start with is, and I remember that it was um, once the number one suburb in the nation. Wow. Like being told that, I think it was like 2009 to 11 or something. And like around that time. And they were like, yes, yeah, so this is the number one suburb, like 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 by a, by a research or news study. And I was like, what does that mean? Yeah, so based on what? Yeah. So it was this suburb that was created uh, and it basically very beautiful homes, really good schooling. And it was also really diverse, which okay. was weird. Weird to think about Edmond, Oklahoma and Oklahoma City in itself, which is, they're basically like five minutes apart. It's the same thing. Right. Um, is this blue dot in the middle of a very, very red state, Right. which is interesting. And so it was created to be this place where uh, like the, the, the tagline, tagline, the uh, slogan of this town is a great way to grow. Oh. Edmond, a great place to grow, great place to grow. It's a great place to raise your kids. It's safe, good schools, lots of people around, those kind of things. Yeah, and I think, I think in, in like close conjunction to a major city, which would be Oklahoma City, you know? Mm-hmm. Like you couldn't, yeah. yeah, you couldn't say the best suburb is, you know, you know, someplace, you know, <laughs> Someplace Pawnee, in the- Oklahoma. Pa- yeah, Shawnee. exactly. Yeah, we exactly. Got, we got like Piedmont, we got all these other ones. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, so it's close to a major city, and it claims to be diverse, and it has just great <laughs> right. housing. Claims. And uh, what? But there, what is the thing in Oklahoma City though? Is it like what? What, what draws well, people to Oklahoma? Is it? So it's you know. totally changed. No, I'll, oh. I can let you guess. I can let you keep going. I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh no! Um, please go ahead, because my guess is there's just big power plants everywhere. No. Oh, so okay. what is so why I say that I have this different relationship to it is because the town, uh, city itself, Oklahoma City, is completely changing and has completely changed because of Thunder basketball, because of the really, NBA, which has been so crazy to witness. Um, so it's become this really, really major, major like growing city, and people who live in Oklahoma City, Edmond are obsessed with it. They're like, we live in the coolest place ever. And I've lived in New York City and LA for the past 10 years. And I'm like, <laughs> right. are you sure? Are you sure? And right, they, right. they love it. But um, basically, so once Hurricane Katrina happened, mm. uh, we got the Hornets. Right. And that changed. Basically, Oklahoma realized it could house an NBA team. Right. And that brought restaurants that brought economy, that brought so much stuff to expand around the downtown area. And then uh, we got, we bought the Washington state team, the Sonic. Yeah, Seattle Sonics, yeah, yeah. Seattle Sonics, and then they became the Thunder. Right. So it just became this huge place that was so 
how how crazy it can be that a sports team can just change an entire city. Wow. Now so, I can't even go downtown and go to brunch, go to restaurants. But it's like completely <laughs> packed because of this basketball team. I had I had a brief man, I had a brief time there. I spent I spent a month there one weekend. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I <laughs> no, I believe that. I believe it was that. Hell of it was it was a very interesting time. But I, I was I was working in Oklahoma City. It was my first time there. Pretty spread out, pretty fun, you know, Route 66. But what is, my question is, what is the industry there? Because, and, and you know, in Cape Coral, my hometown, Southwest Florida, mm-hmm. the Chico's World Headquarters is there. But like most Florida cities that aren't, you know, massive blue dots, like right. Orlando, Jacksonville, et cetera, maybe Tampa, uh, the industry is retirement and tourism. Mm, so yeah so it's oil oil and energy oil and energy so so chesapeake is what it's called wow this is so fun to talk about so chesapeake um which is what like literally the basketball team's arena is entitled chesapeake energy arena chesapeake center the chesapeake center okay well chesapeake is this big energy arena um and like yo i wish i understood more of this but it's like we got a lot of oil there's like my neighborhood that i live in (laughs) Right. right across the street, oil well, my whole entire life. Really? Oil, like, and there's like, so it is a very, very spread out city, which is what is so confusing about it is it's so spread out. It's like everything so spread out. There's malls, there's culture, but yet there's oil wells and horses. And I've never been on a horse in my life. You know what I mean? There's, like, <laughs> there's all of these things just encircling each other. And so yeah. they make a lot of like, that's why I always joke about like engineers or businessmen because there's a lot of that going on which i never understood but um yeah the guy who used to own uh the chest or like one of the main person and like the chesapeake and oil or energy um was an intern for my dad who was a lawyer who's since passed away but when my dad passed away he was like oh your dad was like the best boss i ever had and then donated a bunch of like money to my college fund and i've never even known that knew this person ever he wow. was just like rich from oil or energy. And my dad made him bring cookies one time as an intern. So he was like, that guy challenged me, <laughs> I really? him, which was cool. And I was like, I think he's since uh, passed away as well, but I don't know. Lots of stuff like that kind of happens. Sounds like, like sounds like a lot of people die in Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, I can relate. You know, people are dropping like flies in Florida. Uh, well, what's whether... the age? The age limit. <laughs> yeah, true. I mean, yeah, whether they're in retirement homes or uh, counting or not counting coronavirus uh, infections, you know, it's all a mystery down there. Uh, you don't hear from one from someone in five days; they could be dead. Uh, that is that is so fascinating uh and and so what 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 has grown there you think like you you mentioned like restaurants have grown there um yeah but 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 what was it like for you growing up Mm, yeah what what was it like around there before the thunder came so it's totally a different place like you I really really just watched an entire suburb grow my whole life like I moved into my suburb when it was fields all around me and now there's hundreds of houses everywhere all the streets were being widened from two lanes to four lanes 
like all of a sudden there was a lot of people. I remember the first yeah. time my dad ever said we were going to 7-Eleven and he used to joke around with me like all the time. I was like six. Yeah. He said, we're going to get an icy. And I thought he was joking. Like I thought he was just like making up some imaginary thing because I had never been there. Because you've never been know, to 7-Eleven? Like, yeah, to, to get an icy. <laughs> you thought he was, you thought he came up, he invented convenience stores? <laughs> yes, I thought he was just like, <laughs> let's go get an icy. And I was right. like, that's not real. Like you're just like, I remember being like six and being like, what is he talking? about and it was just this weird thing but at the same time there's like giant malls everywhere it's not like i'm in the country which is what's weird about it it's very suburb oh interesting well this goes into our next our our, our (laughs) next segment which is celebrations yes 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 celebrations when you would i don't know maybe ace the test maybe do something fun in high school maybe you know uh unlock a life achievement or you know get your driver's license or something where's the place where's the place that you or your friends would celebrate or what's something that you guys would do in town so the first thing that comes to mind uh has anybody talked about brahms on this podcast yet brahms no but that sounds like uh a brahm sounds like (laughs) a brahm sounds like a bra that is also used for cleaning the house you got it you absolutely got it <laughs> and so you and your friends hop in the pickup truck we're gonna get some, new get Brahms. some Brahms. no it's the, it's the it's the quarter you know quarter of the year sale at a Brahm outlet Brahms will never sponsor you now <laughs> <laughs> what's a Brahm what is Brahm okay Brahms is a fast food place but okay. it's the best it's ice cream like you go uh-huh. there for like uh like Sonic, similar to okay. Sonic, kind of. Yeah. Like they're both kind of invented in Oklahoma, from my understanding. Um, but Brahms is just it's just the best ice cream you'll ever have. Like when I fly back now, the first like the first day you want to go have Brahms. It's like one dollar yeah. for a, a dollar. Dip, like a dollar for like a giant thing of like soft serve or homemade mint chocolate chip which is crazy because it's a fast food restaurant but it's just it's the dairy of the world it's just absolutely amazing really (laughs) yeah so good but okay so they don't just serve ice cream though right they serve fast food which is and they also have a the only place i've ever seen they have a mini grocery store in their um fast food restaurant like a bodega yes it's like everything in one. So there is literally one right next to my house. And the one I used to go to growing like in high school or whatever was, you know, three blocks away. Uh, but now there's one next to, next to my house and in it, they have like a little aisle of grocery, frozen food, bread, eggs, all the things you need. Then you have your ice cream area, all the ice creams you could possibly imagine. And then they also have their fast food. Um, it's just the best. Wow. What kind, everything of, in one. what kind of ice cream would you get there? So like growing up, I was a, a mint chocolate chip girl. Like that's okay. just the best. Or, but now when I go, I want a soft serve. I call it something different. What is it called? Oh my like goodness. A, I should have researched this. Like a, it's, like, a, like a swirl. Like I want chocolate and vanilla together with Oreos. And then my Whoa. stomach's going to hurt the rest of the night, but it is so <laughs> worth it. It's just absolutely worth it. Yeah, I've been doing it. the same thing, especially over the last 15 months or so. Just going to say 15 years. <laughs> Yeah, but just knowing that there's nowhere I'm going to go and no mm-hmm. spontaneous event that could happen in the middle of the evening. Uh, I'm just like, you know what? I'm going for the spicy food. Just I'm going. so what kind of stuff? What kind, yeah. What kind of stuff would you celebrate at Brahms? Um, 
just anything. It, it's yeah. there for you at any time. Like I remember once, I can't remember if I was in middle school or high school, but my friends and I dressed up, like wore really fancy like dresses to go to our friend's band, like like school band concert yeah at the high school and we watched it and we took photos and our dresses on the track and fields like on our so school, school like it was a school dance like it was a school dance or something yeah but it was just like 5 p.m in the evening and we were like we're gonna go watch our friends like do you know violin whatever yeah. <laughs> and then we all went to brahms afterwards and there's Ugh. so we took tons of photos you know on our digital cameras at brahms <laughs> i love band exactly uh what was the band's name? Do you remember? I love band names. No, no, no. It was just like band for the high school. Like way, like ah, loser. Ah, like, yeah, like, like there was, was no, oh my God. There was no, no football game. Cool. No. It, <laughs> it was just a band performance. Yeah. Like, are we talking like Nick Cannon's drum line or are we talking that like, what, uh, like worse than that? No, I don't want to, I don't want to insult them. I'm sure they were good. Like went to state or whatever, but like right. that kind of band. <laughs> so that's so funny it was just yeah high school edmund high school band uh that's yeah. so funny edmund santa fe is the high school i went to so there were three main high schools in my uh and Ed, Ed, edmund yeah santa fe was mine santa fe yeah. so yeah. with two of my buddies matt and chris uh we would call our we would call ourselves the pac peter ashton matt ashton and then chris and every one summer we decided every sunday because we would hang out all the time. And I think this was either in high school or just out of high school, college. So, and we, we around that age, you make the most, you would make, we would make the most of our summers. And I would go away for like two weeks to do like a soccer camp or whatever at like a school I was looking at going to, uh, like a, a university that would hold like a soccer, whatever uh, camp. And on Sundays, we would have everything planned out. But on Sundays, we would, Wednesday would be cake day. So I would steal a cake from the ice cream place I was working at. Sunday would be tie day. So no matter what, we would always wear ties. Uh, and so we would go, where would we go? We would, you know, go to house parties, wear ties. We never really like went out to dinner. Like if we went to eat anywhere, it was like McDonald's right. and a fa fast food type of situation. And but in ties? Yeah, and we would always make it a scene. Like Chris would always jump on the car and like, you know, jump on like the sunroof and like go through with his stomach on the, the roof of the car or something silly. And they must have hated us at that <laughs> particular <laughs> McDonald's. Like really mild things though. I love how wholesome it is. Yeah, we, yeah, I don't know what we just wanted to be silly and dress up a little bit. It, it must have been j my junior year going into senior year, uh, I think in high school. And yeah, yeah, I mean, I think. Was there anything else? I mean, Chris would throw fireworks at my car and he like dented yeah. my car a few times. Most notably one time where he like uh, a firework went off on the sunroof and I was like, oh my God, I'm going to broken glass <laughs> everywhere. Uh, but that was just like our only inst instance of like dressing up for no yeah. reason like you guys did, which is fun. And also, you know, places that we go to celebrate, uh, our friend Josh's house. We'd keep yeah. it really local because it was like because it's it was mostly at the time that I was living there it was mostly a suburb of residential houses. It was a lot mm -hmm. less things to do. So you know you'd find people's houses to chill at. 
but I remember my senior year, uh, we, we were in the soccer playoffs and my buddy, somebody suggested, somebody suggested that we go out afterwards. And I was like, yeah, I'll hang. And, you know, I was driving at the time. So mm-hmm. we have the regional, uh, not regional. Yeah, no, we have the district championship and we win, which was exciting. And then me and two of the soccer players I was close with uh, get together with my friend Blake and Tony and a couple of guys. Uh, and they, Blake and Tony and a few of the other guys, they were not soccer players. So it was like a, a big like melding of groups. Did you, did, did you find yourself in a lot of different cliques? I in was high in school? so many cliques and groups, like yeah. me specifically. I, I actually, yeah, yeah. And you got along with but- a lot of people, right? I got along with so many, well, the, all the popular kids in my school were all very, very religious. I got to hear the end of the story, but I just, like, they were all very religious. The so popular kids were the religious kids? Most, reli- they were the religious kids. Fascinating. They were all a part of, like, the cool hangout religion, like, just outside of school. And then, so I was, like, drama kid, oh, yeah. student council kid, and then I, did, I was a partier kid. So I was, like, in all of them at the same time. But, yeah. Why'd you, why did you feel compelled to to join those groups like like was it intentionally or you those are your interests or you're trying Wait, to figure out what your interest the, was i gotta hear the end i'll tell you you'll i'll tell you me, you'll tell me i'll tell you and this will lead into our our, our next segment here uh, <laughs> okay okay but then i'm happy to talk about the groups yes <laughs> yeah yeah no tell me tell me about the groups because... okay so 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 uh I, I didn't feel like i fully fit in with any of them really truthfully. that's what was the, the honest thing is like i felt like a drama kid but also like they were all stoners and I wasn't enough of us. Like, I didn't like doing that, but I also like wanted to be involved in everything and make good grades. But I also wanted to go to a house party all the time. Like I was a really big partier and the end of my high school, which I was yeah. grateful for, but also just, um, cause once I got to college, college wasn't really a party for me. Really? <laughs> so high school was my party. Uh, cause everybody went everybody from my high school went to go to Oklahoma University or Oklahoma State University. Oh. They all went to go join frats and sor- what is it called? Sororities. Sororities. <laughs> yes. And they, and they would all be like annoyed at me and my like now best friends for drinking or having a beer, you know, just doing whatever. Right. Because then, they were also religious. Yes. Because they wow. were also religious. Okay. Whoa, 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 whoa. What's the hold up? It's ad time. Oh yeah, it's ad time. And let the good time roll. You know, since 2015, Totally Good Time has been making pop culture street style inspired by the 90s, 2000s, and niche entertainment favorites. Well, what do they got? Uh, how about bringing on Toro Sweatsuit? Check. Empire Records Staff Tee for Rex Manning Day? Check. New Girl True American Hoodie that features the design as the gameplay? One, two, three, four. Check. Now go ahead and check out all of the original pop culture goods over at totallygoodtime.com. That's totallygoodtime.com. And use code FLORIDAVERSUS15 for 15% off your order today. That's code F-L-O-R-I-D-A-V-S-1-5 for 15% off your order today. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Add time. And now, then they all went like two years later and were like posting photos with their beers. And I was like, you bitches were so mean to me. Right. Yeah. Enjoy your Bud Light. Like, and then, but for <laughs> me, <laughs> like college was really hard for me. And then I like, obviously like still party, but not, not, I not the same. Like I was in like an acting conservatory. So it was like, right. Oh, I is that, that, is that what made it challenging? The fact that it was an acting conservatory? 
Uh, well, I went to NYU and I was mm-hmm. not smart enough to be at NYU at all. I was just like, I think I only got in here because I'm the only kid from Oklahoma. Like, I don't know <laughs> what is going on. And so I was like, you bitches, you guys read books? Like, I was right, just like, right. amazing. And then I was like, I got to step my game up and learn something. <laughs> reading books. I didn't I, 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 I didn't start reading books till I turned 30. Yeah, exactly. I know what you mean. I was like, I've never read a book. And so I had to learn. <laughs> you know, what was fascinating is that through this podcast, I've realized... And like in the last year in quarantine, how to read a book? I've, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've realized how to read. I could, I could tell you the, al- I could say the alphabet right now. I just don't want it. I could say it. I could say the alphabet, but I don't want it. I don't really want it. But the thing is, I had that same desire too, which was I didn't think I really fit into many places, and I kind of put myself mm. on an island. And I also didn't want. I wanted to be able to be more than one thing. Uh, but and that's that, so interesting because that's when I've known you. Well, there's nothing. Well, I'm just saying like that was me before and there's nothing wrong with that. But now I think I'm just settled in on what I'm going to be and who I am and the things that I like. And like I have I feel like I'm a I'm a nice person, but I have opinions that make me unique. And, you know, I'm a friendly Floridian. That's you know, that's I think that's how you describe me. And Also, you know, through the years I've been known as like oh soccer player oh this personality guy this whatever this this and uh you know just kind of like resting being comfortable with myself is is something that i didn't realize was such a milestone but you know yeah. i think it's something like, that everybody looks for right you contain multitudes and as like exactly. cheesy as that is it's just true and it's just you care about a lot of things and that's great Yes, I contradict myself. I contain multitudes. I contradict myself. Yeah, I mean, that's I, I, that used to mean to me that I would just kind of fly by the seat of my pants. Mm. But what that means to me now, to me now is the opinions that I have for me as like a unique person. But I'm not, you know, so flashy with them. I'm just, you know, this is what I believe, and this is why I believe it. And you know, give me other information, and you know, I, I'm I will easily change my mind if I'm wrong. I'm that's yeah, you know, like another like thing to me. Uh, Growing so, up, my parents always used to tell me that you should be able to have a conversation with anybody. So I think that's like what that is. Is like you are able to have conversations with anybody about so many things, and you know, if you're too stuck in one thing, you can't. Yeah, if you're too stubborn, if you're too xenophobic, I guess. I yeah. mean, if you're if you're too you're too rigid you know you don't get to have uh, any of the fun that's out there man uh okay so the play so talking about go back to celebrations i'll bring i'll wrap this all in so we win the district championship my buddy blake and my buddy tony are hanging out with i think this dude tyler and this other kid justin for my soccer team world's coming together because blake and tony and the other guys were from like the diverse kids in school and i which i was one of them because of my skin color and uh, the fact that I'm half Puerto Rican and the soccer team was the soccer team, you know, but I was a goalkeeper. So I wasn't like part of the soccer team. Anyhow, uh, we're all coming together. And one of the guys is like, Hey, let's go to Emerald city. And I'm like, all right. So we're drinking like in the musical wicked. <laughs> Just you wait. So I'm like, whatever, you know, I, my grandparents, my mom were at the game. I waved to him like, Hey, thanks for coming. I'll, uh, you know, I'll be home later. And I hop in, in Blake's car and we've got like we we couldn't have 40s in Florida I don't know what there's some law against it I love 40s 
I'm yeah. so sorry that you we couldn't, couldn't have, have 40s. We couldn't have 40s, but we had 32 ounces. But it looked like 40s was 32. I don't know. Okay, it was very okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Anyhow, there's a row of them in his Jeep Grand Cherokee. And, you know, five, six of us hop in there. We're all drinking 40s, driving to Emerald City, which is on the way to Tampa, which Emerald City is a strip club. <laughs> so we Exactly get... like the movie musical, like the musical Wicked. <laughs> exactly. And so we get in there. And one, yeah, exactly. Or, or, you know, the employees there once had the dream of being in a wicked production, but now they're in a wicked production. You know what I mean, bro? Fucking wicked, bro. Uh, Wait, were you of age to be in a star? Aren't you trying to be like 18? I was 18. Yeah, I was 18. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. My senior year. And I don't think I thought you were gonna be like, there's no age limits in Florida for strip clubs. <laughs> just let everybody go. <laughs> it was either 18, I think it was 18, and then one of us, like Justin, had you know some uh some stubble and he had a he had a fake ID, so he was like right. biased beer. And we were we were wasted by the time we got there, anyhow, because we're driving in Blake's car and we're all drinking, right. <laughs> and which is so <laughs> and we get there and uh I I'm like notoriously uncomfortable in strip clubs i'm just like all right this is great whatever <laughs> like cool i just don't i just don't like the vibe there i'll do it if it's like if it's part of a fr- um like a party or right. like um a bachelor party or something like that no you know i don't want to make it about myself but i was there and i was just like all right you know just kind of justin was good, would give me beer and i was like kind of drinking in the corner i was like all right this is chill i'm just hanging whatever uh, but we would go celebrate there. And apparently, based on the fact that some of the girls knew some of my friends, they would go and celebrate there all the time. So they knew my friends by name. And they were like, who's this guy? You know, talking to, talking to me. And I'm just like, oh, hey, uh, hi, what's up? <laughs> so that would be, that would be, that was funny because both of those different friend groups would go to Emerald City on different nights. Separately? Oh my goodness. Yeah. And apparently there was like a, that became like a regular thing that they would do. And apparently there was a, a couple girls from our high school uh, that would go up there for amateur night. Ah. Such a, such a crazy vibe. But, uh, but this was, so we're driving from Cape Coral, Fort Myers to, man, I don't even know the name of the town, Sarasota, which is on the way to Tampa. I've and been I to mean, Sarasota. And you've yep. been to Sarasota and Tampa. Yeah, I yes. want to hear about your time in Florida because we were talking about this. You were there as a kid and uh, we both agreed that everybody visits Florida in diapers, either as a kid or uh, as a very old retiree. <laughs> so That's it. Uh, some of the best <laughs> strip clubs in the world are in Tampa. What was your experience in Tampa and Sarasota? Um, oh, man, I'm so mad I've not been to a strip club there. Now I'm like, <laughs> well, upset. tell me this, tell me this. What are the Oklahoma strip clubs like? Um, you know, when you were describing that story at once, so in Oklahoma, you got to meet, you go to lakes, like we're, okay. in, we're a locked, locked, landlocked state. Right. So you want to, in the summer, you got to get a friend with a boat. You might hate them. <laughs> but it's okay. You just, right. you just get drunk on the boat and then you have to get drunk enough to jump into the water. Cause it's fucking disgusting. Is it and gross that's water? Old, oh my God. I can't like, yeah, it's so bad. Like it's gross. So, how gross? Like the Hudson river where there's needles and stuff in it. Or? No, like, um, like Brown, it's just completely. Okay. So 
Or like so sewer, I'm, like sewer or like, like Everglades, like you can't see them. So uh, uh, like in Oklahoma, there's no basement. Every, because of the red, all, you can't go in to the ground. It's all red dirt, red clay. Really? Okay, same so, thing yeah. in Florida, except we right. have sand. Right. So there's stuff under, so, you know, and so, uh, but so you would go to the lake. And so you have to meet a friend with either a lake house or a, or a boat. And you, you don't like that friend that much, but you all make a group because they have those things. Like they eventually they, become your enemy, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> I could see those people now and be like, Hey, right, right, that's right. probably it. Um, but no. And so it makes me think of, so the lake house I would go to, uh, it's called Lake Eufaula. Okay. Two hour, two hours, two and a half hours away. And once I, I went there, we were like in high school, must've been 17 or 18. And like, I was with my boyfriend at the time, I think for like, they, a couple of us were couples and we all went to a strip club in nice. this lake house town. And it's like, Whoa. why did we go? like, it was like the most trash, like trashy thing you could ever imagine. I think there was maybe like one other person there besides like the <laughs> seven of us and it was just like and like I'm really just like woohoo let's have some fun about like any place I go to basically like I can right. just you know make a figure out something to do but um you can either yeah. make it fun for everybody or get really drunk and make it miserable for everybody <laughs> <laughs> I saw this uh this TikTok I'm addicted to TikTok I saw Please. this TikTok recently that was like uh you know isn't everybody that was yeah. like you can't always be the prettiest girl at the party but you can always be the drunkest and I was like yeah <laughs> oh my god that <laughs> sounds like her <laughs> jumping into a lake I was like exactly <laughs> that sounds like dialogue from a promising young woman or yeah. whatever that show movie is <laughs> Jesus or can we're both it's like yeah <laughs> i mean yeah it's true my best i mean that do, that does sound like an interesting bonding experience between you and those friends my <laughs> my best strip club experience happened in portland which i will say number one very i've been to strip club towns uh mm. coco beach or uh daytona being one of them coco beach sort of these are in florida but Portland has a number of great strip clubs, all very body positive, all very fun. And I wouldn't say family friendly, but it's not as <laughs> ra- <laughs> it's not as raunchy as you think of a strip club typically. Wait, wait, I can I just can I just say I love the idea of a strip club town. Like what like the diner at 8 a.m. is like we're all booms out. Like I just love that vibe. Like that's all the Set. exactly like that's amazing yeah. strip all, club town. all the dive bars in daytona are strip clubs and coco beach all the dives and like bars are strip clubs you know so, i love a theme I, that's great <laughs> <laughs> exactly like if you go to like santa barbara you go to wine country it's like every play every bar here is a wine bar but then they've got like oh this is where the music happens this is the upscale one this is the dive you know this is the college wine bar uh, but I'm in Portland and I'm with, uh, we were performing at the Curious Comedy Theater, me and uh, my sketch team. And so some of us decided to go to this place called Devil Something. And they were doing this fun thing that's very unique and strangely trademarked for this bar or the strip club called Stripperoki. So you select the song. There's like a a stable of women you know a roster of women and you know they've got their order that they go up but you select a song you get up on stage 
sing karaoke while a woman is stripping next to you. Oh, I thought you get to strip. I mean, listen, if you're the, if you're drunk enough, I'm sure you could get pretty far before someone stops you. (laughs) Oh, I thought you got that. That makes me think like we've, we've talked about Oklahoma and like how you've been there, but you went to Edna's or you didn't go to Edna's. So yeah, I, I went to Edna's. It was the last day of shooting. (sighs) Like I said, I was working there. Uh, I was working in the city and then it was last day of shooting and me and the crew and the director decided to go to Edna's yeah and it was just like a fun fun place fun dive and like what's the what are they known for the lunchbox or wait something? okay 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 you gotta set this up it's a dive bar but it's covered in dollar bills right like you staple your dollar bills to the wall um just signif- signif- was- but just signifying sh- the fact that you'd been there or is what, what are that, the dollar can, bills that, that it's fun to staple a dollar bill to the wall like that's kind of the cool. logic behind all of it it's just like i think you can smoke in it or outside of it and so <laughs> what's funny about it is like you know obviously i had been there with friends forever but um right. my boyfriend ishmael is from new york city which is just like like it's just to brag city. about it oh. no i know i know i know i mean <laughs> like, I'm like, Bro, you're from, and so when he it's so funny when he goes to oklahoma because it's like and and so when he goes he made us go to like the art the the history museum and right. i'm like you want me like all those kind of things like he's very like that and he's like well we have to go. and then he was like i did some research and i found that the the drink of oklahoma is the lunchbox <laughs> and i was Cute. like oh yeah yeah so a lunchbox which is so random that it's in oklahoma is amaretto orange okay. juice and amaretto oh God, orange I should, juice i should google it and I got, beer like, and beer and beer is it yes. really and literally literally and like bud light and so my and so that's that's a lunchbox and you get two so it's like it's like a it's like a cup not very big and it's like a beer glass and they pour it and then they hand it to you. It's like five bucks for two of them and you, and you drink it. And so Ish was like, I want to try one of these lunch boxes. And I was like, okay, yeah, of course we'll go there. That's so funny that you like research this. And it's funny because we went with my best friend in the world. His name is Teddy. Um, he's this um, just an amazing, used to be the president of his like Asian frat at a OU. He's a great oh, cool. frat. I mean, you've never partied so hard in your life when you party with it. And <laughs> Teddy, we went there with him and his brother and he bought Ishmael and I 15 lunchbox. <laughs> yeah, because like, what is it? You're playing power hour at that point. Like what, it's orange <laughs> juice. It's It's like, it's, I mean, that's how you wake up in Florida. <laughs> amaretto <laughs> orange juice and beer like that's that's like part of your daily vitamin regimen yeah well here's the thing i don't like orange juice so i get it with cherry i always say can you put like cherry limeade in it because i'm not an orange juice drinker i'm a grapefruit cherry that kind of so i'm like just put cherry syrup and i'm drinking amaretto and cherry and you drink 15 of these two glasses it's crazy interesting thing <laughs> that's where you celebrate <laughs> interesting thing about yeah exactly interesting thing about oklahoma the state vegetable is a watermelon I believe it. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's actually a watermelon. <laughs> in in two thousand and seven, it's one of the facts I know about. It. But yes, so yeah, I went to Edna's fun dive bar place that everyone. Did you have fifteen? Fifteen lunchboxes? No, I must have Probably. one or two. <laughs> honestly, honestly, I knew we would bring this up, and I have to say that, like, for a portion of the night, I was like, I missed some of the rounds of shots because. Mm. I was on the phone with my girlfriend having phone sex in the back of the bar. That's hot. 
I love that. That's like every, but like, it's like you, you'll call I was like in saying, between hello. like two trucks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You're probably saying hello to the other guy also having both. It seems the most <laughs> Oklahoma thing ever. But so I loved it. And it's on my list of things to check out when I go back. Uh, so wait, what was your experience like in Tampa uh, and like Florida? So uh, yeah, I, uh, you know, <laughs> Publix. There's a public. <laughs> you, were visit, you were visiting family though, right? Well, my grandfather had a condo there. So it was like weirdly the only place my family would like go on vacation. Like we would drive or fly to um, go to the condo, like close to the beach, uh, the Gulf of Mexico. Beach. Like, right. And we'd go to um, Longboat Key was where it was. And mm. so, uh, yeah, it was interesting. I also went with my friends when I was in college. I was like, oh, we should all go party in Florida. And I brought them to this one condo, which was not a party. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, no. I didn't bring them to the right place. I was like, oh, we can just go chill on this beach. But it was like for old people. Essentially. Oh, no. Oh, what a bummer. That I'm sounds like nobody like... gave me the right place. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like the place that I grew up like until I was like 13 years old. I was essentially living in a old person condominium with my grandparents and my mom. And we had a two bedroom apartment or two bedroom, not condo. I guess it was an apartment on the first floor. And I was the youngest person there by at least, well, 20 years. Cause my mom was 20 years older than me, but everybody else there was like in their fifties, sixties, seventies. Well, like, so let me ask you this. To be there. Do you never want to retire now? Oh, man. Good question. I should start planning for it, huh? <laughs> uh, <laughs> do I never want to retire? Because uh, you've already basically lived a retirement life. <laughs> I know. I know what I know what I'm stepping back into. Not sure. I don't know. I'll cross that bridge when I get there. But, uh, <laughs> but I feel like my second act in life will be you know, just being a, some type of a Florida lifeguard or a old, old uh, video game operators or something like that, or janitor in a theater or something. That's, that's, that sounds about right for me. Janitor who has all the secrets. <laughs> janitor therapist. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that, wouldn't that be funny? So, all right. Yeah. Uh, the therapist will see you just hop in there uh, and, then keep the door. and then, you know, you turn around and I'm in there just sweeping and you're like, Oh, well, this is awkward. And then I start to talk to you. And then you don't realize till 30 minutes later that I'm, I was the therapist all <laughs> the along. It was like I a was test. The therapist the whole time. Yeah, exactly. It was a test on how you judge people and maybe you shouldn't <laughs> think about that. Uh, <laughs> maybe Only one session. One exactly. Session. But yeah, it's how I do every session. It gets really boring, really annoying by the third time. It's like, I'm, we're, you're wasting 10 minutes with this uh, janitor gimmick. All right. Uh, one thing we're not going to waste is this final segment. One Yay. last thing, one good thing. If I'm in Edmond, Oklahoma, what do I need to know? How do I need to equip myself? And what do, what's one good thing to know about Edmond uh, that you could say? Okay. What I immediately want to say for is, is just to like expect everything. I know that oh. sounds very confusing. And I, it, it's just a place where I do think it's about the people in the sense of you can meet anybody and they, you never know. Um, 
where I talk about it being very diverse is what mm -hmm. people don't expect from me saying like all of my friends like I, I'm a white woman who found out she was Jewish half Jewish later in her life spoiler alert um, yeah spoiler congratulations. Alert to my life. <laughs> congratulations fantastic thank you so much um but uh yeah I'm a white woman and so yeah. like but all of my friends growing up were mixed uh mm -hmm. black and white or uh Asian or Indian or from Bangladesh or um Thai um and they're still my best friends to this day which is very I think great about Oklahoma I mean I've now since spoken to them about their experiences and they're like yeah it definitely could have been more diverse for me like this wasn't sure. what I've you know, I could have had more of this around me and felt more accepted, but it is interesting when you like look around you and most of the people at the house party, everybody looks different, oh, but at the same time, you've got to equip yourself for like, you will see a truck with a Confederate flag driving down the street. Got I hate it. to get so like serious, but it, it's this weird uh, dichotomy mm. where you're just, you're in this place that was created to be uh, hopefully a better version of the future mm -hmm. um, with more people coming together. But at the same time, you just, you know, you never uh, know what's around, I see guess, what, because yeah, see, the see country's what, not far. Exactly. See, what's fascinating about that to me is I would think based off of what you said, well, if I'm not expecting any diversity and I do get some, then that's a lot, you know, the, is it, is the perception of it a lot or is, or would you put up the diversity that you would find in Oklahoma city with uh, say another major city? Well, it's interesting. That's a good question because it's not something I thought about until honestly, I went to college. Like when I moved to New York city, most of the people at NYU that I was around, like were white or Asian, which was interesting and like, weren't as diverse. Like my college was not as diverse as my high school experience, which New York city in itself, obviously is the most diverse city in America, right, huge, right. amazing people around, but the college, you know, it's like, I was not friends with the same amount of diverse friends that I had in high school, which was mm. interesting. And it's not something I thought about really until then. Like I didn't, I was like not 10 looking at all my friends being like, oh, I, I, they were just my friends. Right. And it, it's interesting to see why that, cause it's a new suburb in itself over the past 30, 40 years, why yeah. that has become its way. Um, but what, you know, my favorite thing I love that I do am proud to talk about now is um, my mom, she's who still lives there. And she is, um, uh, she has a job, but, but spends all of her free time campaigning for democratic elections, oh, which wow. is just like goes door to door to this day at Edmond, Oklahoma. And is just like, hey, let's talk about my the senator who I want to elect, or the mayor, or this. Like, like some of them take my yoga classes, which is so <laughs> crazy because it's on That's Zoom. So fun. But like, I'm so proud of like my mom, and like they're not always getting elected, they're not always right. winning, but she's still going all the time. And there is this group of people who is who are trying to create change in a place that hasn't had change for a long time. I think that's fascinating. And when you were describing that, it made me think that one of the places that I lived in my adult life, Orlando, and I think that is a blue dot. And it sounds like Oklahoma City and Edmond, you know, are part of this blue dot that you describe. But more importantly, what is a blue dot? And, and, you know, when I think that I think, oh, well, there are some liberal thinking people there, like, you know, maybe there's some pro progressive thoughts and politics. But I, when I think of blue dots, I think that the spectrum is wider as you're, as you're describing it. The spectrum is wider. You will see a Confederate flag, but you also see 
you know, a number of, you know, first, second generation Americans, you right. know, and that's what I found. That's what you'll find in, in Orlando for sure. Uh, and then there are places, you know, that don't, that don't always have that. But I think the blue dots, the spectrum of type of people that you'll find is much more vast. And that goes in both directions, uh, which, which is fascinating. And, you know, in those places, we learn more about other cultures and, 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 and we learn more about ourselves. So that, that would be a fascinating thing to know uh, going in to, uh, it's to Edmonton, odd. Oklahoma City, right? Yeah, because it's something you're thinking about when you're walking around. Like I went uh, almost a year ago in like June, July, and I, like people weren't really sure about masks. Like they weren't sure if they should wear right. it. It was kind of this thing. But like, I know where we live in LA, like everybody in LA, I kind of assume thinks like me. I mean, I don't know about our building, but we'll see. <laughs> no, but like I, I, do, <laughs> I do assume there's like this like, agreement a little bit more so than I do where uh, in Edmond or Oklahoma, where I'm not really sure how a person's going to be based on anything. Like it's, it's a little harder to tell. Um, right. Yeah. Right. Interesting. Well, just, just prepare yourself for the diversity. Have a good time. <laughs> Check out Edmond. Be ready to party. Are people and are eat pe ice cream? Oh yeah. <laughs> and I'd eat ice cream. Are people polite there? Like, like, would I be able to talk to a stranger or definitely. Eh, not really, really? Definitely. People are very polite. People want to talk. People want to say hi. Um, yeah. I, I think the, the more challenging thing is that you're not walking as much, you know, and as like we walk, walk a lot in LA, like around the neighborhood and stuff, it's more of a car place. So the places you would meet those strangers are at a bar or at um, a fun restaurant or a club or, or those sort of things, people gather towards that to meet other people more so. That's fantastic. Well, great. Well, I can't wait to visit it. Uh, Rachel Deutsch, anything else to add before, uh, before we get out of here? Uh, this is so fun. I just love hearing all the story. <laughs> I like, I, it's like fun association. I love hearing what I can bring up that will make you think of Florida. Do you well, like thinking of Florida all the time? Uh, yeah, I I'm a friendly Floridian, you know, I've, Flandu, I've, yeah. I've only gone and said it now. I've just got to live it. Uh, <laughs> Rachel Deutsch from Edmond, Oklahoma, my neighbor. Uh, this podcast episode has been brought to you by my producers, Mike, Gina, Justin Collier, Kelvin, Dawn, Susie, Lindsay, Peter, Allison, Pete, Kevin, and Lauren S. Uh, thanks so much Floridians for listening. I'll talk to you next time. Thanks again, Rachel. This is so fun.